Hi, and welcome to Screens and Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana. And I'm Brooke. And this is episode 79. Today, we are going to be talking about The Walking Dead, season 10, episode 12, Walk With Us, and the movie Dark Waters and Hunters on Prime Video. But before we dive in, how are you doing, Brooke? I'm doing okay, you know. Um, We're in a really uh, odd situation globally, and so I guess... uh, for that matter, you know, things are pretty rough, but we're holding up. We're doing okay. I'm like continuing a busy lifestyle, which is, you know, like, hmm. I think if I were to project, you know, outside of this experience to think like, oh, how would my life be in this sort of crisis? I would probably have assumed that I would be binge watching a lot of shows or, maybe outside going on hikes and just reflecting. But at this moment, I'm like super busy, super mom, um, homeschooling my kids. Yeah. Um, They're 10 and five, fifth grade and kindergarten. And then I have an almost two-year-old. So it's like, you know, he's technically, um, I would say daycare preschool age. So we've got him doing certain things as well. And then, um, you know, we have a pretty good sized family, so everybody needs uh, some sort of TLC, right? Right. So we're doing okay. I'm not working. Um, so I'm home with the my family and uh, I miss I miss work, but I, I appreciate the time that I have with them and helping them uh, get through this time. Yeah. So yeah. how are you doing? I am doing, I'm doing good too. Yeah, Yeah. it it is a strange time, as for all of us. Um, But yeah, and you know, it's funny, but I I mean, I don't have little ones. Yes, I have kids and they are home and um, but they're not little. But why am I still busy? I am working remotely, though. So you would think being home, things would be, oh, you'd have a lot of free time. No, I'm still really busy. So, um, and, you know, I still cook dinner. Of course, I'm cooking lunch and breakfast. I mean, periodically, not breakfast, lunch and dinner every day, but every dinner every day for sure. But, um, you know, I do go out and get some a bite to eat at lunch and I take our dog for a walk, which he loves. So, you know, I mean, life is going on, right? We keep doing what we need to do. And, of course, preparing for our podcast. So that's actually, you know, my biggest highlight right now, Uh, even though we are recording remotely. So we are not in the same. (laughs) We're not in the same location, Brooke. And that's hard because I miss you. I mean, of course, I can see you and I can hear you. But we're not physically in the same spot like we normally are. So, right. Yeah. We um, have to socially distance ourselves from people who we love and uh, that would help keep uh, their loved ones safe. Right. And right. Um, healthy. Yeah. So, yeah, I know I totally miss being uh, at your place and having our snacks and cheersing and giggling and just enjoying each other's company (laughs) and it's so different being at a distance you know having friendships at a distance it's it's kind of a weird thing um after a week 
has now gone by where everything has had to pause. So, yes, I look forward to our worlds uh, becoming strong again and life becoming what we used to have that way. Uh, we we could value that. I mean, now you know a lot of people. I was going to really, yeah, yeah. I was going to yeah. agree with you. Uh, maybe this is our our time for reflection as to what is important and being grateful for what we do have. You know, yes, we have to all be in our homes, but we all have homes, and yeah. um, we get to spend more time together. Um, and sure, my, my my sons may be actually they've been very good. It's been fine, but you know I'm sure after a while everybody might get on everybody's nerves at some point, right? And yeah. um, but you know for now it's it's going good, and I'm I'm just I'm really grateful for a lot of things. I'm really grateful that I can work remotely. Um, uh, you know the situations with everybody else in the household you know they've been able to adjust so i'm just really grateful and i just do think it's a time for reflection um of a lot of things so and i'm just cool. wish everybody well and hope everybody well and and all of that but you know it makes me think about um the question of the our question of the day um but through this episode and actually you know, in real life, too, I started thinking, you know, who do you admire? Who inspires you? And it led me to who's your hero? Um, because we see some heroic things happen in this episode of The Walking Dead. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of people that inspire us in real life. And so, um, it, you know, it just made me think about that. And I know it, it may be easy for you because it would be easy for me to name a personal hero. But I was thinking... Um, someone other than we are actually related to or a family friend, but someone other than that, um, who, who would be a hero of yours? Oh man. Um, I would say, uh, wow. Well, I think you're probably right on it could be, it could be an easy question to answer, but I think because I'm really passionate about a certain time period in the United States, um, which would be the civil rights movement, mm -hmm. I, I would go ahead and say that uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. is my hero. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, he made an incredible um, sacrifice, and he was able to make change for a lot of people who felt very... Uh, invalid into a society where they existed and how uncomfortable that must have been for a lot of people and devastating. And this person sacrificed his life. He had a family. He has a reputation. You know, it was a very dark time uh, to put yourself out there and uh, make the type of create that movement that he was able to create and have the followers um, believe in him to make that difference. And so that's why I would say uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Oh, yeah, that's an awesome pick. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. How about you? Who would who would be your hero or who do you admire as a hero? So, <laughs> you know me, I'm always contemplating who should I pick? Who should I pick? 
there are so many people that I could pick. And look, you just came out with a brilliant one. Uh, but I think I kept thinking, who would I pick? Because it's hard to pick just one, right? There's so many people you admire for so many different reasons. But yeah. all of a sudden, it just clicked on me because I have a huge framed poster of him. And it's the only person that I have have a framed uh, poster of. And that's Lou Gehrig. Oh, okay. And um, several years back, I, it's been kind of quite a few years now, I um, saw this poster in a store and I thought, oh, I love it. And I also really like black and white photos. There's just something yeah. about them that is striking to me. And, you know, I my boys were playing baseball and, um, you know, I believe it was one of Jonathan's favorite baseball players, too. Because Lou Gehrig played for the New York Yankees. And uh, so I saw this poster and I just really wanted it. I said, oh, this would be so cool. You know, I would love to have this. Well, you know what? Without me knowing it, I got it for Christmas. And it was one of the best Christmas presents I ever received. And it was because I just said something in passing, you know, and my husband remembered that I said it. And so he wanted to give it to me. And so I've had it all these years. Again, it's the only framed piece besides, of course, pictures of my family. But it's the only framed piece that I really own. And the reason I I admire him so much is, um, you know, he had ALS before uh, people really were knew about it. And this thing was happening to him. And... I believe he knew he I, you'd have to go back and read this information, but he I believe he knew he was going to die. And there was um, it was July 4th, 1939. And there was an appreciation day at the baseball field. And um, he had struggled so much physically. And, you know, he went up there and in his speech, he said, For the past two weeks, you have been reading about a bad break. Yet today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. And I thought, wow, wow, Wow. isn't that how we all should live? We all should live with that. You know, knowing that we may not see the next day or the next week or the next month, but to be so appreciative and feel that you're so lucky. And I admire anybody that lives life with that perspective. So I would, yeah, so I would say um, that's what comes to mind when I think of, you know, who's my hero? Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Well, I feel like you've given me uh, some insight. So I actually didn't know a whole lot about him and so now I feel like I'd like to um, learn a little bit more. Yeah, and that's really inspiring. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Yeah. So friends out there, let us know what you think. Who is your hero? Who inspires you out there? Who gives us that motivation, that drive? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can leave us a comment on our Twitter at in underscore screens, or you can also follow us on our Screens and Focus Facebook page. 
You can also find us on our Instagram and you can subscribe to our website and our YouTube channel. Diana. Yes, Brooke. This episode of The Walking Dead was amazing. I want to know what your thoughts were. Oh my gosh. So I had so much anticipation going into this episode. I mean, we knew a battle had begun and Hilltop appeared destroyed. So it seemed like, yeah, it seemed like we would have another episode like the one after the prison fell uh, when everyone was on their own. But the way this one ended, oh my gosh, it had me totally floored. We really witnessed a lot of heroism in this episode. And I just can't wait to talk about it all. I know. What about I was, you? I, yeah, I'm the same. I was extremely excited for this episode. I wasn't sure what was going to happen after that cliffhanger. And you know what? I was very pleased uh, with this episode on so many levels. You know, the action, the chaos, adventure, the somber. The groups were split up just like the prison episode when the governor attacked. And in that episode, the governor was killed as well as Herschel. And in this episode, we lost a couple of people too, Alpha and Mary. Mm -hmm. So it it was, it was quite intense. And I think it's definitely an episode to remember. Mm -hmm. What did you think of the actual battle? Oh my gosh. So there was so much chaos in this battle. I mean, I couldn't take my eyes off the screen as I, because I was trying to remember everything that I was seeing. I was trying to memorize everything because I knew, of course, we were going to talk about it. So, I mean, Carol is up on the post shooting arrows at walkers, and she's a pretty good shot at that. And every person on the ground was fighting. I mean, Eugene was totally in it. I mean, it was so. It was so amazing watching him. I mean, we see everyone fighting and slaying these walkers and whisperers and Daryl swinging his morning star. And then the slain bodies are creating this barrier, which slows down some of the horde as we see explosions and hilltop burning down in flames. I mean, that was really crazy. And, you know, and then we see Ezekiel running with a bunch of kids and, and then he notices Judith is not there. And so then, you know, then we see Judith fighting the enemy with her sword. And it reminded me so much of Michonne, the way that she was doing her, you know, she's so good. It's like, oh, my gosh. And then she knocks one down and um, and the mask comes off and it's a whisper. And he says, no, please. And, you know, she stops because I don't know what she thought. I don't know if she thought it was a walker, but it leaves her in shock. And, you know, I was afraid right at that moment that Whisperer was going to grab her and try to kill her. But, you know, he dies. And then Earl finds her and takes off with her. Right. So I was so happy. Right. Well, I noticed on the battleground post-battle that there was um, there was a hilltop soldier and he was like, struggling he had a missing arm he was badly wounded and he was suffering and i was thinking dang that that's some really good special effects there you know i was like wow this reminds me of like a mel gibson directed (laughs) movie you know um and then negan you know that's when they're like going through all the bodies and the aftermath of the battle and negan he ends up showing mercy to that one-armed suffering hilltopper but then alpha calls him out you know, like basically it's that cult thing where they 
rise and they walk and they, you know, that whisper chant that they have. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I just, you know, I guess they don't like to waste an opportunity, do they? I mean, they wanted to use all the dead um, humans as converting them into uh, walkers to rebuild their army. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after that, we saw Aaron and he's like dragging Luke on that gurney and um, Luke is injured. He's like out of it. And then uh, he runs into Negan and Aaron has like one hand, right? So he's got that spiky ball on one arm and then he has one hand. So he sees Negan and then he just looks so badass. He yeah. pulls that sword out on Negan and he, he, he looked intimidating. He was angry, right? Yeah. Because the last time they saw Negan, he escaped or uh-huh. whatever they thought, right? Um, but then uh, Aaron had to retreat because almost immediately walkers were coming um, as Negan was rounding up a new herd or horde. And so then Aaron had to, to run and protect Luke, which then Negan takes off. Yeah. So I would, you know, there's so many elements that happened um, in this episode. Um, we even saw Gamma, AKA Mary. Uh, we see Alden carrying the baby, Adam, and then he's with Kelly and Mary. They got split together. So the baby was crying. Mary's suggesting how to take care of the baby. Yeah. Uh, Alden was like not having it at all until he finally like, is like, okay, you know, he lets Mary take Adam and shush, you know, help keep him calm. That actually really surprised me that he resorted to giving her that chance because he was so resistant on it. And he didn't even know what had happened to Earl at this point. Right. They're all just got split up. Yeah. Um, I, I got really sad later, you know, when Beta ended up finding Mary and he killed her violently. I was super bummed to see her become a walker, you know, because I feel like she's got that second chance finally. She redeemed herself. She helped Alexandrians. Um, she has helped people at Hilltop. She fought. Um, and so, you know, before she died, she helped Alden, Kelly, and Adam into that abandoned vehicle for safety as the herd was, you know, creeping up on them. So she then led the walkers away and she was able to kill those walkers. But as soon as she turned around, as she reflected, Beta just stabs her in the gut, like violently, just so with intent, you know, and she's like fighting him and smacking him and, she ended up accidentally ripping off his uh, half of his <laughs> mask yeah. as she fell. And um, so part of his face was exposed. She ended up dying. And then as soon as he turned around, another whisperer uh, came up on Beta and was like, oh, I knew I recognized you I or something of this kind. And uh-huh. um, Beta was not having that. So he uh-uh. just... <laughs> kills that guy mm-hmm. right um so yeah I, I was really bummed about what had happened to mary i really thought that she had the opportunity to get that second chance because she, she seemed like she really wanted it 
Yeah, I was, um, I, I was, I think I was a little bit shocked that she was, you know, because I think last episode we thought, oh, how is she going to fit in with everybody? And how is this going to happen? And, you know, is she going to be reunited with her nephew? And how is all of that going to play out? But um, it makes total sense now because I'm thinking to myself, it would have been hard, I guess, for her um, to fit in with the group. I mean, maybe, maybe not because, you know, our group tends to most of the time anyways, you know, take in people and give them a chance. But um, but I think that the way she went out was was just really going out by redeeming herself and being a hero. Um I'm, you know, I'm glad that she had time with her nephew. I thought it was really, really sweet, that moment that she had, even though it was pretty brief. And I I was really glad that um, Alden was able to, you know, because he shoots her when he... Because Beta sits there and waits for her to turn because he's like, okay, I'm going to kill her horrifically you know she sets her on a tree and he waits for her to turn and I'm like no I don't know it's so heartbreaking when you see people that you know you care about they become walkers so I hated seeing Mary as a walker so I was really glad that Alden was able to shoot her and put her out of her misery of being a walker exactly so um, exactly so I thought that was I felt like that was his um, thanking her for what she did for them. So, absolutely, yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh my oh, gosh! Well, I bet you're itching to talk about your one of your most favorite characters. <laughs> I know, I know. It, it's so apparent how much I love Judith. So, oh my gosh! So the scene between her and Earl. Oh my gosh! It was breaking my heart. What I love about Judith is that she can balance between being compassionate and being strong and getting things done. And you know, it takes a lot of courage to take initiative and do the right thing at such a young age. And then I love that Earl tells her that she's strong and brave and that she needs to keep the other safe from him. Because, you know, even though there's other kids and some of them look bigger than her, she's still the leader of all of them. You know, she's the fighter. She, She knows what to do. But she needs to protect the other kids because he's bit. And so and he needs to stab himself in the brain so he doesn't harm the kids. And so they show him going through the motions of setting up his attempt to kill himself, which was, oh, my gosh, can you imagine that? I kept thinking, could I do this? I don't know if I could do this because, I mean, he was putting that big I don't even know what you call it, that big post um, uh, stake I guess, through the wooden table so that upside down. So it was sticking up and he was going to like throw his head into it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like my visuals. I know. Oh my gosh. I know. That was really heartbreaking to see. Yeah. So that was really sad. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know why it had to be there. I don't know. Well, and you know, what's the dog? That what? they had to take out back. They're like, you know, they always say, oh, take me out back. But like he just up and did it right there. And the kids were in the next room. It's just so creepy. Um, that whole event, you know, and then Judith just like walking away. 
in the curtains and and then coming back and checking to see if he's okay. It was just very disturbing. It was. And you know what I wanted to bring up, too, was that I should have known that this was going to happen to him because they always pay tribute to people or um, highlight them before they off them. I'm like, oh, my God, how did I not see this coming? It was crazy. Yeah, that's true. He he actually, to me, when I watched the episode again, he looked dead um, in the cabin when he's like giving them water. And he was being so sweet to the kids like, oh, they're going to be here any minute. And you guys are being so good and they're going to be so proud of you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, does anybody else see this? He looks super dead right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but it was heartbreaking. I mean, it was not a good thing. It was just, uh, you know, that's, that's really hard. That was really hard. I feel like that was like probably one of the most difficult situations that, um, members of the group have had to be in and Judith is just like to me she's a baby you know like I consider my 10 year old you know like you're not fully developed yet in your like mental stage so to me you're a baby right like you don't and her innocence she never had that she never had anything like that you know just she just grew up into this world and Judith you know she has just way too much pressure on her for being such a little girl. Like, I I don't even know how she survives um, mentally. Uh, This life is all that she knows. And I'm wondering if it may have sunk in this past episode, you know, because after um, Earl, uh, it appeared that he missed the target and He's just laying there bloody and, and he, he then grabs her as she's checking him out. And uh, she had to take him, you know, she had to take his life or whatever was left right. of him. She I had know. to handle that. Uh-huh. How scary is that for her? And, you know, thank goodness she's a protector. She is brave and she does understand people. And thankfully, she's also understands leadership and strategy. Uh, she's a survivor. So she can, you know, she has these amazing qualities that she can even rationalize with mature adults. She brings out the good in people. And she has a way about her. And everyone looks at her like she can handle all these crazy problems, which is so weird to me. You know? I know. Um, You know, um, I thought it was very sweet when Daryl and Ezekiel and everybody's looking for all the kids and um, they finally arrive at the cabin and, um, you know, the kids all come running out and everybody's greeting them and Daryl goes in and he sees her, you know, and he sees what had to happen and he goes and he just sits next to her. Next to dead Earl Walker. (laughs) Yes, he was there, too. But, you know, (laughs) Daryl sits next to Judith, realizing what she had to go through. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I just thought that was a really sweet moment, too. I know. His little ass kicker. I'll never, like, whenever those two are together, that's all I could think of is little ass kicker. Mm -hmm. You know, that's his little ass kicker because she's just so precious to him. And 
I'm so glad that she has him, you yeah. know, like her, her mom is gone somewhere. Her dad has disappeared and, you know, she's got RJ and who's got her, yeah. right? Like, yeah. So I'm and, glad that he was there for her too. And, and Daryl has known her since she was born. So yeah, in the belly. Yeah. So I think that's a good person to have with you. So I love I that. Know. I love their that relationship. Was, yeah. mm-hmm. I know. Well, you know, later on, we have also, we got to see Negan and his cool mask that looked like Joker. I can't <laughs> believe he was like, wow, this was epic, right? So it starts out where Negan, you know, he opens up to Alpha about his late wife and she had cancer. And then Alpha, they're talking about, you know, her loving and having uh, Lydia basically jailed because it's her destiny to be free with Alpha. Um, But I think Negan uh, may have been trying to rationalize with Alpha at that time. So uh, when Negan takes Alpha to the shack, you know, they talk a lot this episode. And when they're standing outside talking and she's whispering, I just knew that this was a setup. Uh, it was getting really strange and awkward how much she's she's whispering and talking like this. And then um, right outside that empty field overlooking the shack, thinking as if Lydia is inside. So they share a kiss and... She then leads them to the shack and then whack off with her head. He just slices her neck and she bleeds out as she's falling down. And he's like, oh, he just he kisses her again, all (laughs) dying alpha. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I just I wonder if Negan really had a thing for her or like what's going on there. Um, Her walker head ends up getting thrown out of a burlap bag and then lands <laughs> at Carol's feet. I'm like, what the heck? So she tells Negan, took you long enough. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, they actually planned this. Like, mm-hmm. what an awesome task force, you know, that they had such on the down low. I just like, mm-hmm. I was like blown away at this moment. I was like, oh yeah. my, I just wanted to like stand up and cheer. Kind of yeah. like that feeling when Arya Stark, got the <gasps> night king yes. right i was just like uh, that moment i was like yes <gasps> you know because i've been rooting for negan this whole time too right yeah. um so then i also noticed with negan that he called beta a dick <laughs> when beta told negan to go and herd up some walkers and he does and he's extremely hilarious about it uh, but that's when he saw Lydia in the forest and she's running away limping. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This whole. Yeah. That whole thing was just so incredible. It was so good. Yeah, it was. So yeah. But, but first, I want to talk about Negan, um, because earlier on when he is trying to round up the walkers, he was so stinking funny. I was so so entertained and laughing as the walker kept turning toward him and then passing him up and 
Negan's so funny because Negan throws up his hands like, oh my God. He's like, you know, he's practically calling the walker an idiot because he's not following him. It was so (laughs) funny. It was so funny. I I can't even imagine now the show without him. It's just so crazy for me to say that. But I do like how he was talking to Alpha about his wife and we learn a little more about his past and how much he loved his wife. And, uh, you know, I think he was kind of trying to figure out if Alpha was going to open up about Lydia at all. I think he was trying to grasp to see where her head was at by telling her about his wife. But Hmm. uh, Alpha had her own. I just wondered what the point was that or like what was the point in doing that? I wasn't sure. I Well. I don't know why I keep thinking he was trying to find humanity in her. Maybe he was debating. Am I going to kill her? Am I not going to kill her? What am I going to do? Let me see if she's really... Because at one point he does ask her, so you're really going to kill your daughter? I mean, he says that somewhere in there. So, I mean, he really wants to know the answer. So maybe he was contemplating this answer, trying to figure out what he was going to do. I'm not really sure. That's a good point. Yeah. But I I, too, knew that it was a setup and Lydia wasn't in the cabin that he was taking Alpha to. I just knew it. I'm like, they're going to an empty cabin. I just know it. And I also really loved the way Alpha was walking up to the cabin. She had this stride. um, She had this determined look on her face and Negan's watching her every move. I just loved that whole scene and how um, we see it against the scene of Lydia trying to untie herself and get out because she's not sure where she's at. She wakes up like, you know, she was unconscious and she's like, where the heck am I at? And she's trying to get out of there. And so we're seeing, you know, both scenes play out. And so I thought it was just really very suspenseful and it was a very intense scene. And I just thought it was really shot beautifully. All of that whole sequence, even with him killing her, you know, I mean, yeah, we don't like to see people's necks slit off, but I just thought it was, it was just really, really well done. And so I I just thought it was an amazing scene. So I really loved it. Um, Yeah. So, and I, I too wonder how Negan really felt about Alpha. So, yeah, I don't know if we'll ever find out. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. We'll just have to keep seeing what happens next yeah i just want to get that out of my brain that they had sex (laughs) you're so funny (laughs) Uh... okay so but alpha Alpha is you know i mean alpha has beautiful eyes she has a beautiful complexion i mean you know okay okay (laughs) Did you notice that she did look... I mean, when he killed her, her face was just so, you know... Not as dirty? Yeah, not as dirty, right. (laughs) (laughs) So she... Okay. That's nice. That's... Got to pick out, you know, point out the the good things in life as well. Of course. Of course. He got, you know, some, and so did she. Yeah, exactly. she looked angelic when she was <laughs> murdered with her neck <laughs> with her neck cut off <laughs> right because she was going to kill her daughter yeah 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 <laughs> oh gosh oh okay so tell me what other things you noticed in this episode well i am really excited about uh mary gamma ripping uh beta's 
uh, mask off and us seeing his face, you know, and that whole yeah. whisper recognizing him. And, you know, it's we've talked about it before on Fear the Walking Dead, how we saw that he could have been on an album cover, you know, that Daniel had, you know, when he was picking up those vinyls and like, you know, yeah. Beta might be an old famous, not old, but like a famous uh, country musician. You know, he might be a really famous person. So... That's why they recognize him and recognize his voice. So we'll we'll, yes. we'll see if that you know comes to be. Um, and then the all the, the horde of walkers in the battle was amazing, right? I mean, some of them were on fire, and yes. you know, I kept thinking about how they filmed that whole battle scene, and you know, there's fire going on in the background, all these people with weapons and people running here, and and the sound. I just thought that that was done so good. I'm not sure, but could was it Greg Nicotero? I think it was him that that directed that scene. Okay, not okay, absolutely cool. for sure, but I'm pretty sure it was him. So, okay, cool. um, yeah, that was an amazing scene. So, and then we see Carol and Eugene talk also. Yeah, so. yeah, um, yeah. I liked that scene. Um, you know, when Eugene's comforting Carol and. He's telling her that he really understands how she feels. And, you know, he's also really upset because of that radio. It was destroyed and he made friends with somebody on air. Right. Um, so, you know, when Carol was sitting there on the log and then she's like smacking I the know. hand of that walker and that leaf pile. And I then know. It was so strange. That, um, but I guess it was like, you know, she needed to decompress after getting punched by Yumiko and Eugene went to go check on her, how she's doing. And, um, you know, Eugene's, uh, vocabulary, it's super, uh, <laughs> yeah. goofy. I, and so he says yeah. it in his own way, which was really sweet. Um, but he's, he opens up to her a little bit and basically she tells him to be positive and, you know, find the woman that he's looking for. Right. Right. Uh -huh. um, and then we see Carol, she sees and she finds Lydia's staff. And I just wonder what's going on in her head when she sees it. Cause I'm not sure, you know, she's, she reconciled with Lydia the episode previously, but I don't know. Like, I feel like I wanted to be in her mind at that time to think, you know, to know what she was thinking. When she found it. I didn't know that's whose weapon she found initially. It wasn't until the second time that I watched it that I realized um, that it was hers. Oh, I'm like, okay. Who, I'm like, who does that belong to? Why is she picking it up? Why is she giving that look? You know, um, but it wasn't again like because I realized when I saw it the second time that Negan takes it from her hands and throws it, you know, and takes her. So... That's why I knew it was hers. Yeah. But yes. Oh, Lydia. Yeah. But it made me wonder, too. Yeah. What what's she thinking? Right. Um, and then I also noticed, you know, with Magna, uh, she had come back from being uh, in that cave and then getting separated from Connie. I know. Uh, when all those walkers were released. And so you see Magna, Carol, Yumiko, and Eugene. But Yumiko is really pissed at Carol 
uh, Magna was talking about how she was separated from Connie. Carol stumbles upon and she's listening at a distance. But then when she goes to leave, Yumiko confronts Carol and it ends in punching her in the face. And I'm like, wow, like, I can't believe that she just did that. But, you know, the way that she responded about the whole situation is where, you know, she goes, well, we go through shit and um, to go through shit. And then she got smacked for that. It's like, I don't know. I, I am not sure if Carol should have said that or, you know, at that time. I, I don't I don't know if she needed to say that at the time. I mean, she's that was pretty cold um, because there's still somebody. Uh, Connie is still out there. Uh, yeah, maybe I didn't. How come I didn't pick up on that? I, I, I watched it a, a second time because I was wondering why, you know, what set Yumiko off so much because I felt like Carol was trying to give um, uh, Magna space because she says, do you really think she wants to hear that from me right now? Yeah. And yeah. and she probably didn't. So I, I thought Carol was making a, a decent decision and she wasn't trying to. I think Yumiko was just mad and she was venting at that point. So I think Carol happened to be there and she thought, you know, you're making me mad. So I'm going to smack you. But I don't know. I kind of wasn't happy that she smacked her. But you know me. I'm a little bit, you know, I know Carol doesn't do the right things that I get a little defensive for her. Um but I'm like, wow, you really kind of lost it and smacked her. Because, I mean, not even Magna was that mad. And she was mad at her first, right? But she wasn't well, mad anymore. It was like she, I don't know. It. it I'm wondering what place she's at right now with everything. Um, well, I, I think Magna is malnourished. Um, she's probably exhausted. She looked terrible. Uh, I thought she was dead walking up, you know. The way that she appeared, all uh, crazy hair and looked like blood all over her face. Um, and I think she was also going through a little bit of PTSD or something. Like she just looked uh, well, ex fatigued, you know, like she just yes. looked mentally and physically drained at the well, time. And she well, someone had speculated, this was just somebody giving their theory, but they thought she f was like that because they were thinking maybe she did something. Maybe she left Connie somehow. Even though I don't think this, I don't think this, this is just what I've read because I felt like she really cared about Connie. So I don't think she would leave her, but somebody was comparing it to how Shane, um, uh, I can't remember that that guy's name. How remember how Shane sacrificed that guy, and then he came back oh, and shaved yeah. his head. And he went all I can't think of the guy's name right now. Um, it, yeah, it was some country <sighs> name. Um, yeah, I can't remember his name right now. But when he left him, um, and so people were kind of comparing it to, uh, and that's why she told um, Yumiko, you know, maybe leaving me was a good idea. Maybe you, you chose the right thing. So maybe she's feeling regretful for something that she did. That is someone's speculation. That is, you know, I don't know. I, I felt like she cares for Connie a lot. So I don't know that she would ever leave her anywhere. So I'm sure that will resurface when we find Connie. Because I don't think she's gone yet. I don't really understand why she would be having those sort of insights um, like in in that cave and fighting her way through like I, that would make me want my 
loved ones more. I wouldn't be like, oh, maybe maybe we aren't right for each other. Like that would be really weird. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what that mm-hmm. means, but I thought I took it as um, they have a volatile, toxic relationship, and Yumiko just socked Carol in the face, thinking that that's what Magna um, needed for uh, it was support right, or something, okay. and Magna yeah. was like, uh, "I didn't ask you to do that. Um, right. This is yeah. why we should not be together." Like you. We are not good together. We love each other as friends, but you know, I, I, we don't, we don't need this. You know, we're too whatever. They just, I don't, I didn't see it as. Uh, I, that's how I took it. Um, her, them breaking up. I mean, they broke yeah. up. You know, at that moment. So I thought that that was um, interesting timing to separate. Um, from your uh, loving relation, your intimate relationship. Right. Yeah. So um, I'm sure we'll there's see. more to come. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for uh, Connie's comeback. I really do hope that we see her again. I think we will. I think so. Yeah. Good. Well, why, why do you love the walking dead? I just have to know because I, you've <laughs> never told me before. I know. Never. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just curious. All right. So, <laughs> I didn't know how this show was going to survive without Rick, especially through my eyes, because Rick is my favorite, right? But this season is so super high on my list. I am loving it so much. This show captures my heart. I am immersed with these characters. I cry and I celebrate with them. I love my OGs. But I also, I have to give credit to Alpha, who is probably my favorite villain, And I'm going to miss her. I'm going to miss her drawl. I'm going to miss you imitating her. I (laughs) know. You know, and I also can't believe the character arc that Jeffrey Dean Morgan has had with Negan. Boy, he must be having so much fun in this role. And I love the freshness of the season. And I'm so excited that the show is still going strong in season 10. So that is why I love this show. Aww. Yeah. What about Me you, too. Brooke? Yeah. Why do you love this show? <laughs> well, first of all, it's amazing. And, you know, I watched this episode twice and I noticed the acting is really good with a lot of the characters. Um, the characters are all really iconic and everyone has a role. The setting is always, you know, the unknown because anything can happen in the apocalypse. There's so much learned through trial and error. Everything is at stake. You either take risks or you don't, but the survival statistics must be huge, a huge curve. And it makes me feel like this can be reality. I love the show for what I, you know, for what real imagination I have. And it's ultimately stimulating me. So I love it. Yeah. So here we are at the moment where I'm going to ask if you could give an award to your favorite character quote or moment, who or what would you give your award to? I would give my award to Carol. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love it when, you know, I think it's the last sentence when she tells Negan took you long enough. I mean, she is the queen. I am so impressed. She said it so matter of fact. 
she was kind of cold and callous when she said it, and it blew my mind. I mean, that this was all planned, that she released Negan from jail and sent him off with orders. But it did make me wonder, what is his payoff? You know, what is he expecting in return? You know, I I don't know. And so, you know, and I'm also worried for Carol because I'm not sure where she's at emotionally. Right. But, but yeah, it, it has to go to Carol because she just, it, the whole thing just floored me. It was just, just like you said, it was just so exciting. And it was like on Game of Thrones when Arya killed the Nightwalker. It was just so exciting. So yeah, it was good because awesome. you kill, you get the villain right, and then it ends up exactly going. The head ends up going to who, you know, wanted revenge the most. So right, Ooh, very cannot cool. wait for the next episode. Oh, so okay, tell me who does your award yeah. go to? What was your favorite quote character or moment? Well, my award is going to go to Negan. Yeah, I, I think this is the second week in a row, but. Um, I'm thankful for what he was able to dedicate to the groups and the sacrifices that he made. Uh, I can't say this anymore, <laughs> but he had sex with Alpha. I mean, there is a lot at stake in the apocalypse. I mean, having to have sex with Alpha, with all that hygiene going on and more, you know, nonetheless, his reputation as well. Like, I wonder um, if he's going to keep that to himself. Like, if they ask, so how'd you do it, Negan? Like, what would you have to do to, you know? <laughs> <laughs> to get close to her. Um, so I think it, it's going to go to him because he worked really hard too at um, making this uh, successful. So we'll see what happens. I mean, it's not over yet, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what, other than The Walking Dead, what else are you watching? Other than Survivor and I'm just kidding. <laughs> the Voice, American Idol, yeah. all those shows. And you know what? I do love those shows. I, I get so excited yeah. watching those shows, you know? I mean, I love music, so, and all those talents, so those are great. But besides that, I am watching Top Chef All-Stars, which I also love because I love cooking and I love seeing all these chefs and what they whip up. So uh, it just started. So I'm watching that. And I'm also watching Ride with Norman Reedus. And um, I saw the first one where Michael Rooker, who played Merle, his brother, and they ride from yeah. Alabama to Georgia. And it was just really good. Good to see them again. I love how they reminisce and talk about all kinds of things. I really actually really like this show. And then I saw the next episode, which was um, Norman uh, writing with Ryan Hurst, who plays Beta, and they are writing in Japan. So that was kind of cool. cool, too. And, you know, I am preparing to see the next one and guess who he's writing with he's writing with milo ventimiglia which i think is so cool and i'm cannot I wait know. to watch that one that's so, look, that looks good yeah so um yeah so i i really enjoy that show so it, it's just fun and i love hearing norman Reedus talk i mean he's got a great voice so um and for movies i watch dark waters have you seen this one I've seen the trailer for it, so I do want to see it. Oh, gosh. This movie just opened my eyes, and it really, it really, you know, made me very angry. It really did. Uh-oh. Um, it's a, it, because it's a true story, and I, I just, people have to watch it. I, I had no 
idea. It is a 2019 American legal thriller film. Uh, the story dramatizes Robert, I don't know if it's Belot. Um, it's a, it's his case against the chemical manufacturing corporation DuPont after they contaminated a town with unregulated chemicals. It stars oh Mark. Gosh. Yeah, it stars Mark Ruffalo and Hathaway, Tim Robbins, among others. There's, you know, other um, people you would know in this film. But it's, you know, based on a an article, a Time magazine article, The Lawyer Who Became DuPont's Worst Nightmare. But I, what I'm, I think I'm most shocked about is they, you know, we have all these um, products that they create. And one of them is Teflon, right? I mean, everybody had Teflon left and right, left and right, right? Everybody was buying them. It was sold all over the place. Well, Teflon has this um, product um, that they've shortened PFOA. It is a chemical that doesn't break down ever. It's like forever. It's called the forever chemical. And it seeped into water, into all kinds of things. And it was just brushed under the rug. So all these people were, all these animals first died. Um, I mean, huge bunch of livestock, like hundreds of animals. I don't even know, maybe thousands of animals. And then people in the town were getting cancer and all kinds of things. And of course, DuPont was, you know, sweeping everything under the rug and, and, it's just it's just so eye opening. You have to go see this. I it's just crazy. And, you know, he had a class action lawsuit against DuPont and um, it's taken 20 years to resolve this. And it's just um, I think the payout was like six hundred and seventy one million dollars. And it just got settled like a few years ago. That's how long it's been out there. And I had no, I, I had no idea. So, I mean, you can go look this information up. It, it's just crazy. I, I had. It, That's it, crazy. Yeah, it's it's things that we should know about. It's happening in our environment and all these big corporations just, you know, making money. I believe it. I'm going like to watch they, it. Yeah, they would. Um, at the time when they were doing testing, they were giving cigarettes lined with this um, product in it. I don't know how it was, this chemical, I guess. I don't know how to properly say the terms, but they would give their employees the cigarettes and test it on them. And then their employees would die of cancer or get terrible things. And they did nothing about it. They just kept going on. Wow. How does a company not care about First, your employees, and then your t a town and everything else. I, it just boggles my mind. I, I'm just, I was blown away. And then wow, it when sounds I, really deep. Yeah, and then when I saw that Ford and Ferrari about uh, Ford, you know, <laughs> I'm just like all these big companies and corporations. I don't know. I'm like, thank goodness I'm watching these movies that, you know, shed some light on the situation. Otherwise, I'd be totally oblivious. So... Yeah. It is a good movie, and people should watch it. Okay, cool. So, well, thank yeah. you for the share. Yeah. What are you watching? 
Um, well, I, I watched a few episodes of a show on Prime Video called Hunters, and it's a show about a Nazi hunting crew fighting against high-ranking Nazi officials. And a young Jewish man is taking revenge on his Bubby's killer, who he is then introduced to the Nazi hunters, Al Pacino and Logan Herm, uh, Logan Lerman have leading roles. And I looked up the director on IMBD where there's actually a list of directors because it is a show. There's different directors per episode. So there's too many to name at this time. But if you were curious as to who's directing this, um, you can look it up on IMBD. And the executive producer is Jordan Peele, and he is the one who wrote Get Out and the movie Us. So um, I would say that this is a really creative show. I would say that it's also really well done. The drama is suspenseful. Um, I think it has an interesting premise, and um, it's sort of... Uh, I would, I mean, because it's based in the seventies, it's, it's, it's like retro, you know, like a cool throwback, uh, stuff like time period wise. If you like the seventies, you know, the hair, the costume, the makeup, um, you know, their vocabulary, like jive and all this is, it's, it's a really <laughs> good, um, it's a good, a lot of good details, um, in this show as well. And, and who doesn't love Al Pacino? So. I I actually saw one episode, the very first episode, and I liked it. But I haven't cool. I haven't gotten back to it. But I I probably will. I just haven't yet. Yeah. So yeah, I thought it was good. Well, there's a lot of shows out there, and right now I'm like kind of just enjoying exploring different shows, and so I'll watch like the first three to five episodes of a show and then I'll just kind of move on to another one. Cause it's going to be kind of impossible to watch as many shows as they're releasing and producing. So right. Right. I, I would like to at least um, talk about it with you, you know, the first few episodes that I've seen, and then hopefully that'll interest other people um, into watching it um, also. So um, yeah. yeah, there's action in it. I like that. It's almost like, spy you know like conspiracy so it's it's cool i like it yeah yeah well so. thank you yeah thank you're you. welcome thank you so that's our show thanks for tuning in we are grateful you tuned in and we hope something we said today resonated with you gave you a chuckle some happiness some positivity or inspiration. Please subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. If you could do us a big favor and rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, we need your feedback. Yes, we will be uploading new episodes Tuesday, April 14th, and our next show will be on The Walking Dead Season 10, Episodes 14 and 15. You can find our website listed in our show notes. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.